Well, welcome, everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, coming to you live from bbsradio.com, Station 2. My name's Caroline Oceana Ryan. I'm one of your co-hosts. Your host for this evening will be energy healer and bioenergetics expert, Vinayak. He'll be on quite soon. And we're also here with our amazing co-host, energy healer, Randy Miller, psychic medium and soul historian, Omina McGee, our Faction 3 White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green, and our panelists, Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. So we want to encourage everyone to please call in if you have a comment or a question for any of the co-hosts, and it can be on various issues. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about Nasara. That's one issue. There are many. So please do call in. The numbers to call for Station 2 are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call 323-744. One moment. Sorry, 323-744. Four eight four one. That's three two three seven four 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 eight four one. All right, wonderful. So to start us off, we're going to have a short meditation from our wonderful friend Omina McGee. So Omina, I'll pass that talking stick to you. Thank you, Caroline. Tonight we are going to do a special meditation. That during the week I was prompted to do this meditation. So I want all of you, all our listeners, to get in a very comfortable place. Either lie down, sit down with your palms up, opened to the universe. I want you to take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Relax your whole body. Because we're going on a trip. I want you to look through your third eye. And in front of you, there is a path, a white path. And you're going to go up to, it's a shape. It's actually, I can't pronounce the name of the shape, but that's okay because it's not of this world. It's of the other world that we're going to. And you are, there is a carriage there that's going to bring you there. So as you walk up and you get into the carriage, you're surrounded by light. Beautiful, soft white lights. And off we go. And in your mind's eye, you see all the planets as you are passing through. And we're about to land. And the sun is coming up in the west. And to your right, you're going to see a river of gold and red flowing. Absolutely beautiful. And all around you, you see these magnificent buildings of all different shapes. And as you step out, you step out onto marble. It's like a marble courtyard. And you follow the pathway. You find this dome building. Beautiful, beautiful blue. 
use of glue to it. And you find your way up towards the door. It's a big glass door. As you're about to enter, live there sitting on the right of you is a beautiful live cobra. Now, if your fear comes up about cobras, it's okay. If you don't want to go into the building, you have to get, it's okay too, because you have to get by the cobra. And the cobra may test you. Know that you are safe. You have your guides with you. As you walk into the rotunda, reception area and if you walk by the cobra right there on a table is a bunch of cards you pick out a card and you do not look at it you hold it wherever you want to hold it in your pocket close to your chest and you continue on into the inner chamber of the rotunda and there you will be seated with all other souls And as you look around to the third eye, you're going to see places all the way up around the rotunda where every animal that's ever been created on the earth, including mammals, fish, you name it, they're all there. All around, all the way up to the rotunda, you are their guests. And as you find your seat, and you all see that there's very soft music in the background, the animals are all thrilled to see you. You are now ready to take out your card and look at it. And on that card, there's an animal for you. And as you look at that card and that animal, You apologize to that animal for any transgressions that you have ever made towards that animal or any other animal in your lifetimes, lifetime from the beginning. And as you make your apologies, the music increases. There's a There's a white light that goes around clockwise. And it gathers speed. And as you sit there holding the animal close to you, knowing that we are all one in this atmosphere. And the healing occurs between mankind and animals. And as you feel that beautiful energy floating around, get up speed all the way up to the top of the tundra, all the way back down again. And you disappear into the white light with the animals. And there you all become one energy, purified, healing energy between mankind and every animal that walked on the earth. 
and hold that in your heart and send out healing to every animal in the world. Amen. And as you come back into your body, in the rotunda, we take a deep breath. We come back out into reception area. Thank the cobra if you will find him. For letting you in. Come out into the door. Go back into your carriage. Because it's waiting outside the door. And come back into the room. Amen. I passed the talk in the camera. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Amina. I so appreciate your really uh, wonderful meditations. And um, I just find I really travel with them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Thank you so much, my friend. You're welcome. So, all right, um, I'll certainly invite Benayak to step in whenever he wishes. Otherwise, I can go on with the energy updates where we go around and ask everyone, what do you think about these energies? <laughs> Pretty much everyone could say, way too intense. Do you know anybody who can calm them down for us? And uh, a lot of people have been saying one of these intention energy is going to be abated. And of course, the answer is probably no time soon. So we can certainly get everyone's input. Meanwhile, um, I don't know, Omina, um, if you wanted to give us some input there, or I can move on to someone else if you're. Um, oh, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um, what I do for myself is when the energy begins to be too much and my body just says, lay flat, because oftentimes that's where I feel my best. And I lay flat and I ask my guides and my energy healers to come in and adjust my body, knock me out for 15 minutes. I play music, very soft music. And actually 15 minutes does wonders for me. It really, really does. I either do that or turn on music on the computer, not the computer, the TV. Some of the really good music, some of the music from the 70s that I love that makes me dance. And for some reason, that equalizes the energy as well. That gives me energy. Either find what works for you, because I don't think the energies are going to stop. If anything, they're going to increase for the next month or two. And that's how I deal with it. A lot of deep breathing. Try not, I try not to get cranky. And if I do, I just warn everybody. Then they leave me alone. So if that works for anybody else, I pass the talk to Caroline. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass that over to our friend, Benayak. Oh, yours, my friend. Thank you so much, Romina and Caroline. Thank you for the opening. Uh, Greetings, everybody. Uh, it's wonderful to be back with you. I feel like I've had uh, a hiatus uh, from this radio show, and uh, it's been quite a journey for me. So uh, it's wonderful to be back, and I welcome all of you. And I would just uh, 
comment that we are collectively doing an amazing job. And the collective energies and the energies that we're experiencing and the work that we're doing, we are truly making a difference. And if anybody needs encouragement, I would just um, encourage you to go within because the transformation that's happening inside of each of us right now is quite profound. And although we may have done some of this before on other locations and other planets, other galaxies, um, we've never quite experienced what we're experiencing right now. So a big, uh, huge hug to everybody. And I encourage you to acknowledge yourself, to love yourself more than ever. And as Caroline and Amina has already mentioned, it's so very important to take care of yourself, to relax and take things easy whenever you can. And the most important thing about Relaxing is your breath, and your breathing will always, always, always slow you down when you tune into your breath. So for myself and this journey that I've been on, my breath and uh, being aware of my breath has been paramount. It is truly the gift of life. And... Without breathing, obviously, none of us are here for very long. So be grateful for every breath that you take and be grateful for all the um, conveniences that you may have available to yourself. Simple things like running water, uh, plumbing, um you know, being able to uh, communicate with people around the world uh, via cell phones, via computers. Uh, we really have and are making a difference in the energy of this planet right now. So again, just a little bit of a acknowledgement that we don't have to struggle anymore that we can allow ourselves to experience and celebrate the winning of the light versus the dark at this moment in time. So that's all I want to say right now. I'll pass the talking stick to our next uh, round table uh, person. And let's go to Randy. If you're ready, Randy. I'll take that talking stick when I act. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Tonight, I want to talk about a couple different things. Everybody thinks there's so much chaos out there. We have to understand that in the universal thing of universal energy and in the 
galactic universes, there's chaos and there's order. What we may see as absolute total chaos is actually cosmic order. And I have lots of emails and texts and messages sent to me this week of massive storms all over the world. All over the world, people's homes destroyed, farms destroyed, crops destroyed. In certain areas, in other areas, not even touched. This is Mother Earth balancing things out. There's a place in the United States to call it Tornado Alley. And a tornado, it's a tornado season. And I go through this area all the time. A friend of mine many, many years ago did a study, and he found out that along that area, spaced so many miles apart, were trailer parks. And the fact that the materials used in the building of these trailer parks actually attracted the tornadoes. So what they did was they took one trailer park and moved it. They were in a line, and they moved it five miles the other way didn't go there the next year. So, folks, we have to be very understanding of what we live in. You know, you don't live in a glass house and throw rocks because it's not going to be good. But when we build things that help nature protect us, in Asia, all their homes are built of cement. The reason they're built with cement is they're much, much cooler than wood. Because wood is very expensive. Where wood is very cheap over here. But no, actually, I, I disregard that statement. Wood is not cheap anymore. It used to be. But we have to ask ourselves a question. So let's look at the architecture of the late 1800s, early 1800s, 1900s. And look what they built for buildings. With hand tools, no saws, no computers, no slide rules, just hand tools and very smart architects. Why can't we build that today? Because the builders don't want that. They want to build it cheap and sell it fast. Next thing. I've been in the automotive business for years. Yesterday, I got a phone call from a friend of mine in the U.S. and said, I have a very serious problem with my car. I said, well, what is it? He said, I can't back it. The car's got a flat tire, and I can't back it out of the garage to take the tire off to go get it fixed because the computer won't unlock the transmission. I said, well, what you're going to have to do is you have to figure out a way to slide the car over so you can get the tire off. He said, I called the dealer. He said, but the dealer wants a lot of money. I said, why? He said, well, the dealer's 5000 He's in Colorado, and the dealer's in L.A. So it would cost him $5,000 to truck the vehicle from Colorado to L.A. And then who knows what kind of dollars and cents labor rate they are. So he gets the tire off, and he finds there's a nail in the tire. Oh, great. I can just take it to the tire shop and get it fixed. But wait, the car's under warranty. 
So he calls the he calls the dealer in L.A. Uh, no, uh, that's not covered. But if you want a new tire, it's thirty two thousand five hundred dollars plus delivery for a tire. Very specific kind of a tire. He just hung up the phone to thank you very much. Went down to the tire shop, paid the guys a hundred dollars to fix the tire, put it back on the car, and it works. Then the tire shop said, "Look, at, we know the factory wants like thirty grand or something for tire. We can get you tires, but they're not rated for the speed of the car for about fifteen hundred dollars each." So, folks, when people buy these expensive cars and have these expensive homes. They have all sorts of expenses. That's what's happening right now is it's sucking them all dry. Because they, too, got hit by the lockdowns and everything else. So they don't have a lot of the liquid cash. I seen a good sign the other day. I'm sorry. Our computers are broken. We can only accept cash. Thank you very much. And this is the thing when everything goes digital. If the power goes out, you can't do any shopping because you can't pay for it. So, folks, understand that what's happening in the earth right now and within your bodies is a massive transformation. We're transforming into a higher awareness and we're taking our bodies with us. Yes, like Bernayak had said and Caroline had said, we've done this before and Amina as well. But we didn't do it on this planet with this much density. Because the third density, the third, third dimension on Earth is very, very dense compared to others. So we get into the higher realms of existence that we here call beings of light. To them, that's normal. Because We can't see them because they're outside of our density and the range of our eyesight. So one of the things that's going to be happening to us is our eyesight is changing, and we're going to be seeing into the other realms. We see it at nighttime when we dream, but now we're bringing the dream world into the physical world. So I pass the talking sink back to you, Vinayak. Thank you so much, Randy, and lovely report. And Caroline, do you have anything you'd like to add uh, on your report, or is that where you complete? Oh, pretty much, um, pretty much complete. Uh, we're all getting a little tired, but we've got a ways to go yet. And so, however, you can keep yourself inspired. Please go into meditation, everybody, if you can. Um, I'm going to be putting up a new video from the collective tomorrow that is all about just working with energy for divine solutions, not consistently, continually mulling in a left brain manner. What is the solution to this or that, that I haven't thought of yet, but I'm sure it's here. And as if all the answers are always going to pop up from, our logical minds that are going to come from our higher mind. And to access that, you have to go into the higher realms and connect with your higher self and your spirit guides. 
and draw in the energy of what you want to create or what you want to heal or resolve or increase. And um, that you can do beautifully in meditation. You don't have to know how yet, but draw the energy of it into you and get the feeling of having it and give thanks. And yes, it will unfold. So thank you, Vinayak. I'll pass that talk stick back to you. Thank you so much, Caroline. And Penny, do you have uh, anything uh, to report on the round on our uh, discussion today? Not at this time, Vinaya. Okay, sweetheart. Thank you so much. And Micah, are you uh, ready for a report? Thank you, Vinayak. And greetings to all of our listeners from around the planet and throughout the cosmos. Well, folks, on Monday of this week, Mr. Kesh and the Kesh Foundation released the Energy Blueprints for Universal Energy Production. These are freestanding units that produce energy forever and can be adjusted to meet the needs for energy on demand. On top of that, he also released a unit that can produce gases in unlimited amounts. This is in direct in a direct response to the imminent energy crisis that is hitting Western Europe right now, also involving Russia and Ukraine and the gas pipelines into Western Europe. Folks, this is a paradigm shift in the world of energy. The implications of this are immense. And uh, I do recommend if you uh, just type in energy blueprint, uh, part one and part two was just released today. It gives you a full uh, presentation of the units right in front of you to see they are freestanding. There's no extra connections anywhere, and they power. uh, He gave an example of powering a fridge and some light bulbs, but uh, they can produce these, uh, uh, you know, adjust them to uh, bigger demands and such. Uh, And one other thing I came across not too long ago, uh, it's a and trace mineral that I had not um, discovered until just this past week. It's called indium, I-N-D-I-U-M. It's the number 49 on the periodic table. And uh, this particular mineral is the seventh rarest mineral. Uh, Indium, until now, was not bioavailable. Therefore, all plants and animals are 99% deficient. Indium is the missing link for unifying the major mineral groups for the first time in history. Indium is made bioavailable by George Bonadio's patented process for empowered living. Uh, so apparently it raises the average mineral uptake from 60 to 694 percent. Really interesting. Uh, so I wanted to share that with our listening audience as well. I believe it could be very helpful uh, with these times that we're in right now to be able to absorb a lot more minerals. <laughs> and so thank you very much. And I pass the talking stick back to you, Vinayak. Thank you so much, Micah. Yeah, I've known about indium for uh, quite a few years, and it's interesting that, that you know it's coming across 
our consciousness right now, and I agree with you. The minerals, uh, we're not obviously getting the minerals as much if they're not available in the foods that we eat, uh, no matter how organic or whatever. Um, so I think this is a very good recommendation to supplement with indium and um, increase whatever minerals are available to us. And you may also need to supplement with minerals uh, if you have aches and pains. A lot of times magnesium will be very helpful if you're experiencing anything like uh, brain fog or your your mind just doesn't seem to be in track or, or tracking very well, then you might try potassium. And uh, a good source of that, believe it or not, is a very simple product called Prima Tartar used in cooking and just a pinch in your water and uh, it brings your brain back in alignment and brings it back online for those of you that may need it. So those might be some other suggestions for you. And now I think uh, having gone around the round table, we're ready to hear from our faction three white knights, Rama and Tara. And so we'll go to Rama first. Well, actually, just the energy update from both of them, and then we'll hear Rama's report. So, um, Rama and Tara, are you with us, darling? Greetings. Oh, and happy birthday, Rama. Thank you so much. And I belated happy birthday to you, too, brother. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, I kind of missed that show. (laughs) Thank you. Maybe I think it also took. No, I think it was on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. Anyway, uh-huh. I pass the talking stick back to you, folks. Okay. So Rama, you want to um, just give us a sense of what you've been hearing? What I have been experiencing and sensing is this tremendous energy shift that's going on that everybody, everything on the planet, whether it's animal, vegetable, or mineral, is feeling the shift. And it is about the upcoming transfiguration of our sun. And that that's leading the way. And how that is affecting everybody on the planet. We're seeing, you know, I'm using Lady Master Nada's words today. (laughs) The shit is hitting the fan. And it is about what happened on January 6th. It is, you know, right front and center. And she used the words treason and insurrection. And In any other country, we know the result of that. That's um, why I have to say, on an energetic level, St. Germain knows exactly what's going along with all the other ascended masters and wise councils of elders, because this era, this age of Kali, 
is ending right now. And we're watching the absolute um, these life forms that have violated cosmic law are coming front and center and as His Holiness the Dalai Lama says, it's better to send more love and compassion than lock and load, so to speak, because that only creates more infinite samsara. And right now I can just say that it is tough stuff because I would use Lady Master Nada's words, our democracy is hanging by a thread. And that thread just happens to be Superman's hair. And it is strong. Yet it is about all of us as the quantum field, the 99% of us. And that 1% gets enfolded into the energies as what I've been shown is the transfiguration of our sun. And it's not that the sun is doing it for us. It is a catalyzer, so to speak. And the sun is a sentient being, just like all the planets, all the stars, comets, asteroids, this is a grand story that we have very little knowledge about. And um, they teach this in Starfleet Academy. And it's not a joke, it's real. But it's about um, how our universe is interconnected, every blade of grass, every particle. <laughs> it's the force. And as we get in touch with this, it speaks to us. And right now, I'll just say, like Lady Nada is speaking, justice is about this accountability right now where something happened and they're bringing closure to it. And it's not pretty to look at because it is this story right here in front of us as we are to meet our family from space. Some of us are blue, some of us are green, some of us have other forms of how we look. Are we going to be doing the apartheid thing? It's just not logical and it ain't going to happen. But I'm saying that what's happening is we're already being intervened upon, whether we like it or not. And the terrestrial media, I can call it on this planet, are very close to on the edge where they can't continue the charade any longer because the energies are too high. And these rats in a sack are running as fast as they can, yet does 
Our quote-unquote lawmakers have the political will to do this because behind them, you know, let's just say they got their corporate masters that got the gun loaded. And this is where divine intervention shows up. And I say miracles and magic can happen. And I passed the talking sticker. I guess I should read the latest. Yeah, um, I just wanted to second what Caroline was saying and others have been saying is that uh, Tanya Gabrielle was saying it too, that uh, something in general that's been going on is that we're sharing, uh, you might say, a recently felt unusually tired experience. And I think it goes with what you're saying that this transfiguration, transformation of the sun is powerful. It, it, we are literally ascending within these temples of living love, living light. And as we can absorb that light without, you know, going nuts or also uh, experiencing physical issues, you know, we, we are ascending with the sun. And the more you drink light foods, the God's water, other forms of light energy, it helps with what's coming in. Um, and, and really focusing on taking care of ourselves, our bodies, our spirits. Yeah, taking the time to breathe and be in nature mm-hmm. instead of this. You know, there is chaos, like you were saying, Commander Randy. There is this divine chaos in, and it's through an, a process of order and it's how the universe creates and uncreates and the chaos going on here has to do with the matrix because of the fallen human ego well to put it in a gentler insightful way you know the universe has a way to get our attention and it can be a try hard or a not so hard experience, but the universe usually gives us exactly what we're asking for. Yeah. In order for us to take a good look at the moment. And it's a, uh, it can be a strong message, yet it's always for a good reason. Because it's time right now that we can, like Rama, you were saying that the ascension is now. It is happening. I have read so many things and just experiencing it with the beings out there as I talk to the animals and the elements. They're all just saying, as you call us in, we're here. We're right beside you. Some of us can see our fellow uh family and it is about the dragonflies and the fairies and the pixies and these elements that make up earth air fire water ether these are the builders of form and they work with the geometry the sacred geometry 
that Pythagoras passed on. And when you send thought form energies to them, like in the shape of the icosahedron or a dodecahedron or the Merkaba vehicle, they will send back this different pictures, but of the same nature, and you will hear the words. Yeah, and in, and in a sense, it's, um, I think there's an emphasis on not expecting a certain outcome because yeah. they can see things that we might not necessarily see. And just, uh, yes, it's good to be. It's good to be. And uh, Tom Hartman was talking about something that was very interesting that uh, 10% of the monarch butterflies have gone missing. And it's a really strong message. And somebody called up from the East Coast uh, in Connecticut somewhere. And they said, well, yeah, I'm going to invite you personally to come to our farm here. We have so many monarch butterflies. They're everywhere. And he said, it's got to do with really loving and tending to the soil and creating the garden we have here. They are just really happy in spite of the heat. (laughs) So, yes, we can. I think maybe breathing that hard. Okay, I'm going to start on Friday. <clears throat> this is uh, the, the Dalai Lama arrived in Ladakh or Ladakh, India on July 15th and there's a YouTube and this is Friday Tom and Sweet Angelique I received a text message from Tom the Cat and Sweet Angelique the cat at 12.15 early this afternoon. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are in an undisclosed location. Have you heard the news that former head of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, has been ordered to appear in a federal district court for planning to assassinate Julian Assange? Also, Mr. Pompeo, as head of the CIA, ordered numerous drone strikes, which killed many people in Yemen, Syria, Palestine, and Iraq. Thus, Mr. Pompeo's guilty of war crimes and crimes against humanity. Meanwhile, our son Saul has sent out two X-class solar flares today. This is raising the energies even higher. The 13 families have been told Marduk, another name for Enki slash Jehovah or Yabah, to get their affairs in order and tie up any old loose ends. Goddess is here. The time is now. Stay in your high heart. Satnam Namaste. Blaze of violet fire. And this is Monday. This holy His Holiness speaks, a sense of universal responsibility has the power to negotiate adverse traits such as selfishness, deceiving others, abuse, and so on. There will be no need to be afraid. 
life becomes more becomes meaningful and households, communities and nations, large and small, become happier. And this is Monday. I received a call from ex state Senator Max Cole from New Mexico at eleven thirty five AM late this morning. He said to me, Lord Rama, I am calling you today from Wopan, China. I am here to say we are in that window where it is all unfolding. I have been in contact with certain galactic representatives who wish to speak with President Xi alone. No bodyguards, no aides, just the galactics and President Xi. I asked Senator Cole, will the galactics assist President Xi as President Xi communicates telepathically that he is willing to speak with them alone? Senator Max Cole answered, yes, Lord Rama. He went on to say, Lord Rama, we are in the realm of infinite possibilities and probabilities. Our son, which has been going through his physical transfiguration for many years now, is ready at any time to send out a solar flash across our solar system and the Milky Way galaxy. What this solar flash will signal is the final end of the old timeline and the ascension of Mother Gaia and all her children. This moment appears to us to be the darkest night of the soul. Yet I'm here to tell you, Lord Michael, with his Excalibur Sword of Truth is here. Stay in your high heart. Call in Lady Master Kuan Yin. Satnam Namaste, Grace of Ayurveda. This is Tuesday. I, today I went and sat in the plasma field. It was 11.47 a.m. late this morning. The plasma field showed me President Putin, President Raisi of Iran, and President Erdogan of Turkey meeting physically together in Tehran, the capital city of Iran. They were discussing the situation going on in Syria. Mr. Putin said to them, I want to help the Syrian people with some grain and medical supplies from my country. Then the plasma field said to me, Lord Rama, President Raisi of Iran is discussing with President Erdogan of Turkey, the release of Mr. Cash's technology to the world. Yet the situation is that the head of each country who wishes to receive Mr. Cash's technology for the people of their countries must read and sign the peace treaty. Mr. Cash has prepared. This written peace treaty is the same for each country in the world as they wish to receive Mr. Cash's technology. And I passed the talking stick to my beloved. We'll do that Wednesday and Thursday because um, we didn't 
get that completed today with our sister. Uh, I was just going to say that 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 one that cosmic picture with Archangel Michael um, is really beautiful. I I know it's and I like the, the stained glass too, Penny. But let's just use them both. What the heck? <laughs> Archangel Michael is here. So on Wednesday, I received a text message from Sweet Angelique the Cat at twelve thirteen p.m. early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama, President Erdogan of Turkey bombed the Kurdish people at the Kurdish-Iraqi border uh, and at least four Kurdish children were killed and 20 Kurdish people were injured. No news on the world across the planet ever talked about this after I heard it. No, not Not one word. Not one word. So put this in the circle of support. World peace now. Blaze of violet fire. Satnam namaste. And we go to Thursday today. I received a text. Rama speaks. I received a text message from Lady Nada at 12.05 p.m. early this afternoon. She said to me, Lord Rama. Like Rama said earlier, the shit is hitting the fan. We used to know someone that used to say the uh, the fecal matter yeah, is hitting the oscillating apparatus. Hitting the oscillating apparatus. <laughs> yes. It is all about January 6th. Expect transformation. Expect transfiguration at this moment now. From where I am looking at this story, treason has been committed by former President Trump and friends who commiserated together to instigate the insurrection. Meanwhile, our son Saul is very close to the sending out to sending out that solar beam of high of light across Mother Gaia and our Milky Way galaxy. We are the ones we've been waiting for. I will see you at the Solar Tribunal on Saturn this Sunday evening. You know how to get there, Rama? Yeah. Oh, and we want to keep our sister uh, Cheryl in the circle of support. Yes. And, uh, uh, yes, give her all the time she needs to um, heal her voice. Yes, heal her voice and her heart and her whole being. And we will meet the necessities. So she has the time for herself for a while here. So from where I am looking at this story, uh, oh, yes, yes, treason and insurrection. Meanwhile, our son Saul is very close to sending out that solar beam of light across Mother Gaia and the Milky Way galaxy. Um, See you in the light of the most radiant one, Satnam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. So... Uh, did anybody mention that Biden has COVID? Yes. And Benny Thompson has COVID too, so he gave his part of the hearing tonight from home. He said both of them are saying it's mild and they're saying it's because of those lovely vaccines and boosters and don't be fooled, but I still remember very clearly 
the last moment of last Thursday, Omina said, and this is really important, that nobody can impose anything on any of us without our permission. Yeah. And I thought that was a really important point. And Omina, I hear you maybe want to say a little more about that, but no, I, I totally agree. I think that if we're going to talk about it on this radio show, I think we need to preface it definitely with everybody's free will choice. Mm-hmm. Because some bodies may need it more than other bodies. And, and as I said, if you are in a place where you totally trust and you totally trust in your guides and whatever faith you believe in, you most certainly can decide if you're used to your body. My body is a great gauge for things I don't, I should not go near and things that are okay. Your body will always tell you it's a great barometer for stuff. So for anyone that feels comfortable not getting the, not getting the shots, that's okay. And for anyone that feels comfortable getting the shots, do. Because we most certainly don't want to put any fear into anybody who has gotten it. I think it's really important that we be aware of that, that we don't put any judgment on whatever people's choices are. And that's what I promote. So I'm okay with whatever people decide. I respect their space. I just send them love and healing. And yes, nothing can happen to you without your permission. And you can get permission on your body level, your mental body, your emotional body, your spiritual body. You can give permission on all those levels or not give permission on all those levels. So I would suggest always, if you get up every morning or go to bed every night, you put it out there, you don't give permission on any levels. It's not for your highest good. I pass the talking stick. Thank you, Omina. And I'll add the caveat that... Should there be any shenanigans going on with not telling the truth to the people at the higher levels of the the formulators, et cetera, that um, higher, higher frequencies can transmute anything in no matter what. But knowledge of what's really true you can get that from your guides too. And so it is. I wanted to add that. So um, I think we could pass the talkings. Oh, Rama's got something he wants to play uh, from the focus of it's nine minutes. And I think it'll set a good tone for what we want to share tonight. It's called uh, 2022 July Energy Update High Vibration Tsunami. And it's talking, it's an AI voice, but it's talking about the frequencies pouring in right now that are changing our very nature of reality. Um, Here we go. That's going to take a moment. There's a little music to begin. Rama, before you play that, um, I'd like to just uh, repeat the uh, phone numbers for people to call in. 
that would like to do. Okay, good. Thank you. So, hang on one second, and I will give those numbers out. For our listening audience, this is a uh, opportunity to call in with your questions or comments. And our numbers are 888-429-5471. Again, 888-429-5471. Or you may call 323-744-4841. 744-4841. And we certainly invite anyone to call in with your comments, questions, as um, that adds to the richness of our show. So without further ado, I pass the talking stick back to you, Rama, and you're welcome to play your message. Okay, here we go. friends of planet earth today i would like to digress from our topic and tell you about the hidden processes both energetic and physical taking place now on earth if from an energy point of view everything is happening quite logically and predictably then the actions of the world government on the physical Plain at first glance may seem rather illogical and contradictory. To begin with, the ruling elite knows very well that September will be the decisive month in the confrontation between good and evil. There are several reasons for this, and the main one is that the earth will be covered by an energetic tsunami. Well, there's a commercial, just a second. Helen Hansel was able to win any competition she took part in. She was known as the contest queen because she had won seven tsunami of the highest vibrations. Therefore, now the main goal of the world government is the maximum reduction of the general vibrational background of the earth in the Hope that it will neutralize new energies and they will be able to reflect this powerful energy glow. But their expectations are not destined to come true, since the new energies have a completely different structure from the energies of the three-dimensional world, and when they come into contact with the dense energies that reign on Earth now, they will not be able to mix with them, as, for example, 
water is not able to mix with mercury. These new energies, like a full flowing river, will fill the earth, leaving stones and heavy muddy formations at the bottom. And yet, representatives of the shadow government are trying with all their might to manipulate world events in such a way that by sowing chaos, panic, and fear among people as much as possible. Form a response tsunami on Earth from the energies of the lowest vibrations in the hope of muffling the saving energy for mankind. Wave. Now the governments of many countries of the world are taking actions so absurd and illegal that they cause discontent even among the most law-abiding citizens. The operation to reduce the population of the planet is entering its final stage. Already turning into an open genocide against humanity, which causes the anger and indignation of a reasonable part of the world's population. At the same time, provocations are being arranged in the hotspots of the planet in order to inflate inter-ethnic conflicts which is the long-standing and most effective weapon of globalists to collect the low vibration energy they need. Add to this the natural cataclysms they artificially cause, which they arrange selectively in the form of punishment to the countries that do not obey them. So, against the background of general chaos, pain, and suffering of people, they try to complete what they have begun, without stopping at anything. What they had planned to do for decades smoothly, cunningly, and unnoticed by people. Now they have to carry out in an emergency mode. Forgetting about caution and not hiding anything. And very soon these two powerful multi-vibration waves of tsunami coming towards each other from the Earth and from space will inevitably collide which will lead to a colossal stratification of society and the creation of two parallel worlds on your planet, the dark, old, low vibration world, which is rapidly disappearing into oblivion. And light, clean, high vibration new. And you need to be ready for this, my dear ones. You will have to go through a kind of obstacle course, because everything will not happen in one day. And now the main task for you is not to stumble yourself and to protect your children from danger. Be vigilant and wise. And no. No matter what happens around, no matter what provocations the puppets of the shadow government finally arrange, they are doomed to failure, since the era of their dominion on Earth has already ended. And this is an objective reality that they are no longer able to change. I bless you and love you immensely. Thank you for watching.
Thank you, Rama. Yes, I passed the talking stick. Uh, before you do, uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. What, what do the faction three white knights say about this uh, idea of September, as mentioned in this audio? They yeah. haven't mentioned September at all to me, which is kind of interesting. Could you could you ask them, Rama? Because I mean, any kind of a time prediction is very dicey. I'm a little surprised that they made that prediction in that. Yeah. 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 And I would just say that I will ask before I say any more. Thank you. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very important. And for our listening audience, we're we're not necessarily agreeing with that until we talk to the faction through white nights and and get you know some kind of confirmation from the the yeah. being that would know that because most of the time when they talk about dates they say you know not i mean they wouldn't be announcing a date or you know a a, a timeline if yeah. they have uh any kind of surprise that they're wanting to uh, present to the uh, nefarious ones, let's put it that way. Can I add to that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just wondering because when you have higher beings on another level giving us time than deadlines, I'm just wondering if they don't have one of their masters down here monitoring all of that and giving them that information and advising them to say it. Just a thought. Uh, Say that again. I didn't quite understand what you were saying. Okay. When we have masters on the other side or on a higher level, whatever way, they don't deal in time. We're the only ones that deal in time. Right. So, Let's say I have my team of masters and one of them has incarnated on the earth. They come in and out as masters to monitor things and to help with the group that might be monitoring things on earth. They, I'm just wondering if they're not giving the time and dates to the higher levels and telling them to use those time and dates so that we as mere humans can understand this. It's something mm-hmm. that we can all ask that question and see who comes up with the answer. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question for the collective. It's a good question for you, Amina. Exactly. And it's a great question for the faction through Wet Nights. Absolutely. And how I do it is I put the question out there. I might have to wait up in the morning or the next day to get it, but I'll get it. I always get the answer. They always, they can't say no when you ask. So you'll get somebody on this panel get a clear answer about it. So it's just a thought. I mean, that's how I would read it. And I'm going to check it out. And then next week I'll tell you if something comes in. And maybe it's, the rest of you can do the very same thing. Well, well the idea crossed my mind, Amina, when you were talking just now, is yes. that perhaps they're giving us some kind of a, a date to set our sights on 
so we can all align and you know bring ourselves do the work and bring ourselves into the light around exactly. that exactly know, because we can't do anything wrong with it i'm sorry we cannot do anything wrong with it right exactly so i mean we could all get behind the idea of quote sometime in september or early september yes but I've, I've heard this from several different sources now, which is curious to me. And, you know, I never looked at it from the point of view that perhaps they're suggesting this timeline so that we all get behind it. Well, it most certainly helps us to get focused. Yes. And that's very important because sometimes we lack that. So if we and because of us human beings trained the way our brains are trained, gotta remember we're also masters on another level. But to train our brain, oftentimes they'll give us deadlines, dates to get us focused, so the energy can go into that. So that's also food for thought. Is to yeah. if we put the energy in there for whatever's going to happen September, that is for the higher good. Nothing bad can become out. Because intention is everything. Well, we're also creators. So we can create Absolutely. the highest timeline. Absolutely. In September. Yes. You know, if we all get behind that idea, and I certainly am in favor of it, the sooner the better, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I'm also interested in hearing, you know, from Caroline. Your message of from the collective and and of course Rama and Tara with the faction three white knights message and just to see what their thoughts are about a date like this. Well um I just kind of looked at, at the collective and and to see if they had a response and they came in very very fast and said we give no dates uh, but they said that similar to what Omina is saying, that <clears throat> what's happening unconsciously is that people are building for something to happen toward the end of the year, starting in autumn, starting in September, October, November. There's a lot of rumors out on the net, on the web, that <clears throat> there would be something happening later on in this year. And a lot of it doesn't sound very nice, you know, food shortages and whatnot, things that don't necessarily have to happen at all. Mm -hmm. um, but there is an increasing impetus and expectation that things have to shift for the better and an increasing sense of independence and reclaiming our own self-governing authority. That's what they're saying. So that is building in within amongst the masses and so we can start to turn things around more once we all decide that's what we're going to do and right now we're still a little bit in waiting mode however we can change that we can stop this constant waiting to be rescued nonsense and stand in our own truth and our own power we can do that and say things are changing, and, and the final roundup of the criminals happens now, and Nasara unfolds in perfect time and way right now. 
Get up. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to add that in terms of the facts uh, they announced this evening that um, this is not the end of the uh, hearings, that this is a complete one for now. Yet in September, they're going to do more. And I am saying, I am getting, and I have been watching all of these things, that they're on to them. As Caroline was just saying, the roundup of the criminals is going on. And um, they're entertaining that, that, you know, up until now, things haven't uh, shown that they're going to do something to, uh, you might say, hold them accountable. And I'm not getting that. I'm getting from spirit that this time they're going to intervene and make sure that this happens in behalf of the highest good. And uh, what do you say, Caroline Collective? <laughs> well, what I'm hearing is that it's time for us to take charge. <laughs> yep. If we all decide we're going to do this, then, then we will. And it begins with our consciousness. It does not begin with charging up the steps of the Capitol with, with arms. It does not no. have nothing to do with madness and chaos and horrible disruption and threats to people's lives and loss of life. It has to do with protection of life. And I mean, what further impetus do we need? What further motivation do we require than that? And there are staged attacks happening in schools uh, that are <clears throat> killing young children. We, we have to step up. This has to stop. Yes. And we I do it first with our energy. We do it first with our expectation and calling in. Yes, calling in assistance, of course. And, and just proclaim within ourselves. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I am a sovereign being. I am divinely led and divinely assisted and protected and guided in all ways. And so are we all. And carry that knowledge and grant it to everybody you see. I think that's what it's all about. I think that the whole, the whole in, uh, insurrection on January 6th was part of waking us up. Because... The country has been sleeping, allowing, 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 allowing until we lose everything. And now it's taking a totally different turn. And I do believe it's going to be more exposure, more exposure, because that's what changes the energy. And also what it's making us do, it's forcing us to grow. What do we want? Do we want an autocratic society? Do we want a democratic society? Are we willing to take a look at how we feed into it? Because we all do. If we're sitting passively, we feed into it. If we're overreacting, we feed it. We feed into it. So we have to respond to it. And I do believe that that's where it's all in divine chaos. You have divine chaos and follows that as divine order. And I think we're moving towards divine order. And perhaps in September, we'll begin to see the glimpse of that. That the divine order is coming. That's what I put out there for the universe. Around the world, actually, because right now the world is on fire. 
literally on fire. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And fire purifies everything. Yeah. So it's like there's an awful lot of upheaval everywhere. Some places are burning, some are not. And we just put the violet fire, the violet fire and flame on the whole world to get rid of all that negative energy, transmute it. Amen. Pass it on. Amen. Well, I'm certainly seeing a lot of material that suggests that a lot of people are thinking already they're grabbing the reins and doing things in small ways in their own communities. And that's where it all has to start. And it is starting. That's what I've been seeing in some of the smaller newspapers and in some of the smaller sites. Um, uh, waging uh, waging nonviolence, for example. That's one of the ones where people are just working quietly away. There are things like the the, the legal teams that are dealing with environmental issues which involve um, uh, communing, communicating with indigenous groups of all kinds in various communities. Uh, we tend to see the negative stuff where you know another, another oil well is going to be drilled. And for when one of those happens at the same time somewhere else, another oil company is given the boot. So, or there's changes going on right now uh, when foundations are meeting and where they, the directors are meeting and people are outside greeting them with signs about giving up, uh, giving up fossil fuels and so on and so on. There's a lot of activity like that going on where people are expressing and now there's more, a few executives of those companies becoming very aware of all what's going on and pulling their horns in a bit. So there is stuff going on. Uh, um, but like Randy said, nobody mentioned what was going on somewhere else. And, and all of the stuff that I'm talking about is coming from the smaller sites and where people are reporting what they're doing. And they're doing great stuff, but nobody reports on it because it's good, right? It has to bleed before it leads. But stuff is already happening. Just from where I sit. Thank you, Penny. I think I you're right, Penny. I Thanks. really do. I think you're right. And I think that's the that's the part of energy we have to put out there. That kindness costs nothing. And we can send that out to our communities, to the people we meet every day. Just to put it out there. Thank you. And Penny, I was going to add to that too. And I'll mean that. Um, the transformation is already. Can you speak up a little bit, Tara? Oh, I think my, I think my, um, I think my muting of my speakers and all and earphones is so good. I can't hear anybody. Either. Oh, is this better? Can you hear That's me now? That's better. That's better. Okay. Uh, you just, you, you brought in, um, you know, you called us, Randy and Penny called Rama and Tara, I think it was last Monday, and said, uh, two o'clock in the morning, come Tuesday morning, 
uh, Mr. Cash is going to have something to say. And uh, it brings to mind that what's already here that he has shown um, in an experiment for three and a half hours that you don't need any electricity at all. And he showed it working and he had, I don't want to go into details, but he also talked about that he has a way to produce gas without digging in the ground for it, without relying on the industry, on the fossil fuel industry at all. And it can, uh, I panic, I mean, basically it doesn't cost anything, maybe a penny, you know, a gallon or something. If you just take consideration, some little parts and things. But I'm just saying, in other words, with that knowledge and divine will in action, we can do this without polluting the earth, without causing harm to anything, and without putting labor or slave labor into play. Uh, so uh, how do we how do we not know? that divine intervention is right in our laps here. <laughs> so I guess- Well, I would suggest divine intervention looks like Mr. Do- Mr. Cash. That's what I think. And uh, he's had his, he's had his equipment and all the rest of it in place for 30 or 40 years, just waiting for the right time, which has now arrived. And yes. um, so it, and so it begins. Yes. And the thing is, I mean, we've got to be creative with the solutions because the empire is going to fight back and not try to suppress it because there's one thing that has to happen is that uh, the, the government's leadership in every country has to sign a peace treaty with him before the technology goes into their country and their hands. Um, you know, that might collapse. I was going to say that's going to take a long time, but then I, I retract that statement. Because all it takes is one or two two countries to do it and to see the results. And then everybody will just pile on the wagon, you know, to go down the road. It'll be great. But it, it does take a couple of countries to start it. Yes, and uh, Penny, maybe you know, or Randy, if you're there, uh, last week we were talking about that the uh, – enhancement units are available because there's the healing center in Italy or is it in just Rome? Um, just correct me there, but that's what country that's doing something about something there. Yes. Rome, Italy. Um, and then South America and Central America are coming behind uh, soon after that. Uh, probably by the end of the year, I believe is what he said. And um that they're was Uruguay, also, wasn't it, Michael? Uruguay as well. Yeah, they're going to have multiple um, plasma wellness centers right on the coastline on the by the ocean there. <clears throat> really, be a really beautiful spot. Wow. In other words, you said you're saying that Kesh is getting a welcome in both Central and South America. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And Africa too. It's interesting. It's all the countries that are more, uh, you know, <clears throat> they're, they're coming first. <laughs> yeah. The, the last, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what's going on because these are the countries people like to, to diss, you know, to, uh, disallow to 
scorn. And they're the ones that are going to come up first. Yeah. Brazil is also has a very, very, very strong um, knowledge seeker and cash foundation presence. They've been incredible. Brazil, the, all the people in Brazil, are quite, quite a group over there. <clears throat> They've got a kind of a naughty leader, though. Bolsonaro isn't going to sign any peace agreement with cash. <laughs> Yeah. That the people are going to do it anyway. I just see intervention with that. Well, there was one country, I I think it was Sri Lanka, where the people rose up and chased the existing president out of the country because yes, he, was, he just president. put his tail between his legs and took off. And the vice president took off too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is possible to scare the bejesus out of them, yeah. And well, there's an election coming up here somewhere soon too. And there's, well, I don't know what who's planning, but um, they're staying in the streets. It's like you know the people are realizing their power and they're going to use it and just pray peace through the whole thing. You know, peaceful, nonviolent transformation. Thank you, Penny. Well, I'd like to invite our listening audience to just align with uh, everybody you talk to and and uh, reassure people that whatever we're seeing, it's all part of the illusion. Even though it's real, it's happening, it's still part of the illusion and the the... the the energy and the light that is going on behind the scenes is really waiting for our own alignment with it. Because the light is here, the energies are here, and now it's time for we, the people, the galactic beings that we are, the creators that we are, it's time to get in alignment with that light, with that love, and with that unity, and therefore we will enact and bring about this peace on earth that we've all desired, and probably one of the biggest reasons that we chose to be alive and to be on this planet and experience what's going on right now. So congratulations to all of us and I think it's about, you know, it's time for us to get out and spread the word, spread the good news, and uh, bring yourselves into alignment, as everybody's talked about in the past. Meditation is so very important right now, because if you can slow down long enough to feel your own, to become aware of your own breath, feel your own heartbeat and allow your mind to be at peace or better yet silent if possible and then listen listen to the energy that is available to all of us and the alignment that we have 
with each other. And this is all good. I think that, you know, this date, September, I mean, imagine if we all get behind this idea and just put our intention into something, you know, transformational coming about. Even going as far as inviting our galactic brothers and sisters to be able to be shown and and seen on the planet. Some of them are already here, but we could invite even more. So we are the power. We are the presence. And Caroline, I see you. Yeah. I, I agree, Vinayak. I feel that this is what the collective is saying. This is what I've been feeling. A lot of people have been feeling. If we make up our minds that we're going to transform life on this planet, and we're going to do it by a particular date, at least that propels our energies forward toward fulfillment at a particular time point in the timeline. It might not all happen in that one month. September is only two months away, for instance, but that energy is still gathering. I think we've all had that experience where you're working towards something and you really so desire for it to happen at a particular time. And it does happen, but maybe a little later than you had originally hoped for. And yet the thing would not have happened if you hadn't built up all that energy and built up all that beautiful expectation and envisioned experiencing this wonderful time, say a wonderful journey, a trip with friends or creating your own work through entrepreneurship or um, maybe even for a couple having a wee baby. And it doesn't happen unless you're really visualizing it, really desiring it, but not wanting it so badly that you get in your own way. And uh, yes, I agree. We can we can build the energies toward that. And for all of us to pitch in and magnify one another's intentions, absolutely nothing would get in our way. This is why they try to separate us, the old crowd. This is why they emphasize separatism so constantly. You know, oh, you know, those people over there, don't trust them, don't like them, don't talk to them. There's all this separation and fomented uh, anger and resentment and bitterness. And then, of course, if your clan or your tribe or your nation had a big argument or a big war with that group over there, then you've got historical precedent. Great reason to hate them for the next hundred years. And then it goes on and on and on. And we've got to realize these tools, these games that are put upon us and say no more. You know what comes to mind, Caroline, when I listen to you um, share tonight, is that it really is time for random acts of kindness. Yes. And, uh, you know, think of this. I mean, the little things that each and every one of us can do. Because if we can be kind to another... It's an expression and, and um, an alignment within ourselves that we are being much kinder to ourselves. And I just recently had this experience, you know, on, on Monday where I was involved in a car accident. And it was absolutely amazing to me how surreal that experience was 
And it really showed me how much transformation has really gone on inside myself because it was like there was this 3D reality happening and there was this 5D reality, which was just kind of witnessing what was happening. And then there was this 3D reality of the people around me were just absolutely angels. You know, people, you know, normally would just, you know, go about their merry way. And I had so many people that stopped, you know, it's like that moment in time, people stopped and they helped one another. And I had angels that came to my assistance and uh, it was just amazing to me, the outpouring of love and caring and reaching out to you know, I'm a stranger to every single one of them. I have no idea to this day who they are or what their names are. And yet they were willing to go out of their way to be of assistance to me when I was in need of help. So that shows me a direct experience of how this world is changing. And it reminds me of the little things that we can all do. And one of the things that, uh, you know, tends to be a real charge for a lot of people is traffic. And when people cut you off or something like that, you know, what if we all just decided to allow people to go ahead of us? that we just granted them this opportunity to be in front of us. You know, it's it's no different than somebody standing in line at the uh, grocery store or some other place where you're purchasing something, and they have one item and you have 10. You know, random acts of kindness would be you reach out to that person and say, would you like to go ahead of me? Or you're traveling down the street and somebody's trying to enter the line of traffic or get onto the street. What if we just slowed down and invited them to go ahead of us? Would it really matter that much in our lives if we took that extra step to just be kind to another person? And to share our love in that way or reaching out to somebody, you know, that, you know, that's in need. You know, that's, that is a beautiful point, Vinayak. It's funny because the collective was just talking about this today and they were pointing out that um, we do things when we do kind things, not expecting anything in return. We still get an incredible lift. And apparently, even on a, a medical or scientific level, you get a, a boost of um, good, uh, lovely, positive hormones. What is it? Oxytocin or something that really makes you feel wonderful. 
um, endorphins or what have you. Uh, when you do something kind for someone, even just thinking about it will boost your energies. And it's because despite what we've been trained to believe on the left brain level and see it in our social structures, human beings are supposed to be interconnected. We're supposed to stop if we see someone in, in an accident. We're supposed to, this is how we're made. Just like the trees have a root system, they have a network by, by which they alert one another if there's a fire or some other danger happening. And they can also send energy to someone who's ill or dying. Some, a tree that's been felled, the uh, roots and the stump are kept alive by the nurturing and nutrition offered by all the other trees in that vicinity. And it can extend for hundreds of miles, those networks. And you and I are made the same way. It's really amazing. Um, we're supposed to look after one another. And I think with this light coming in, we've got a fighting chance to actually do it. And why not take advantage and go a step further and say, well, then let's become a sovereign planet again. Let's, let's require our freedom. Why not? I think, Caroline, you're talking about the oneness. Yes. Where we're all part of the oneness. And if we go out every day knowing we're part of nature, we're part of each other, that's very powerful energy. It's very powerful. It is, and it's the opposite of how we've been taught to think, isn't it? Oh, totally. Like I said, religion has ruined it all. It's made it, it's created dependency. It doesn't allow us to think. And that's not to insult any of the listeners that are that that love to pray because that's that's a form of meditation. It's very positive. And there is nothing absolutely wrong with that. So when I talk about religion making us dependent, it's the ideology of religion that made us de- dependent. And any of the religions, all the Christian religions that came along and were born out of, you look at you just look at what's happening today with the whole abortion thing. You have a bunch of Christians all putting everybody down because of it. And there's not one ounce of compassion. It's all judgment. And that's not, that separates us all. That doesn't make us all oneness. If they're, if there's, if they're going on about trying to uh, convince me to be a Christian, I'm already a Christian. If you want a Christian means the Christ in ourselves, bring that out and we won't have the judgment. We will look for the oneness. We look for the commonality. That's, it's our lungs are trees. Trees bring in the air. They, bring, they get rid of the, what do you call the, oh, carbon dioxide. Our lungs do the very same thing in our bodies. They're built like trees. If you ever looked at a naked tree, look at a lung, look at an x-ray of a lung, it's the same thing. A tree might be cleaner than our lungs, though. Who knows? But anyway, I think you're talking about the oneness. And keep thinking, keep talk, thinking, oneness, oneness, oneness. Well, I, think, I think what you're both saying, and I agree completely, is when we, in our own consciousness, can really experience and know that we are not separate from anyone or anything, that separation is the illusion. It has always been 
the illusion. And if we can bring ourselves into a state of consciousness and higher well-being of really knowing without any doubt that we are all connected. We are one energy. Everything that is, everything that exists is the same energy, just basically vibrating at a different um, frequency or a different rate of vibration. And as Randy was talking about earlier, the density of this planet. It's a very dense planet, but we all came here with the idea and with the intention to raise the vibration and to uh, lessen this density, if you will, if not eliminate it completely. So we're definitely the ones we've been waiting for. And every time we look outside of ourselves for the answer, we're looking in the wrong direction. And I think it's really important to stress how important it is to be kind to yourself. Really let kindness and that love that you are, let it start with you. What's the kindest thing that you can do for yourself? And then when you feel treated well, when you feel recognized, when you feel loved, acknowledged, when you feel heard, then you're going to naturally extend that to those around you. And it's really our own presence. And the gift of being present with someone, like we are here tonight, being fully present with each other, that is so incredibly valuable. And I really encourage people to recognize the, the not only the power, but the, the energy that that has for you and for others. And to be really present with somebody. When you set your, I'll use myself as an example, when I set my agenda aside, what I feel is so radically important in this moment in time to be there for someone else, the rewards that I receive back are so immense that whatever I thought was valuable to do or to be involved in takes a back seat to what I just experienced by being present with more than one person or or one person. So I encourage everybody to practice that as well, to recognize who you are, recognize your own value, your own self-worth, 
and to show up in that energy field of being present, fully present, which means being fully in the now. So I pass the talking stick to whoever wants it. I think that's well said, Vinayak, yeah. The power of, of that energy and the beauty of it. Sometimes we forget about the beauty of, of oneness, of unity, uh, consciousness. It's how the planet was supposed to be. And then we start remembering who we really are as individuals as well. It's pretty enlightening. Yeah. I'm just kind of wondering, um, if I may here, uh, Rama, you mentioned that one of your contacts, let me see who it was here, a second if you know, oh, Senator Max Cole of New Mexico said our Senate, which has been going through its physical transformation for many years now, is ready at any time to send out a solar flash across the Milky Way galaxy. And that solar flash will signal the end of the old timeline, the ascension of Mother Gaia and all her children. Do you feel like he was talking metaphorically or are we literally close to the solar flash? And are you aware that a lot of people are terrified of it? (laughs) I am talking about a literal solar flash. And yeah, there are people that are freaked out about it because the press and the media on this planet don't know how to describe the white fire core of being. <laughs> they have not been taught about the energies that come from creator source. And that that's a big deal, but it's not in a sense... Um, like, um, I have heard Ed Dames talk about the solar flash. I've heard other people connected with the New Age community or, uh, you know, talking about what's transforming. They always speak about it as a kill shot from the sun. And that's not where the folks I talk to come from at all well that's very good to know i'm wondering might it knock out our electrical grid i mean what would that look like for us does anybody ever clue you in about what it would look like to we humans what i have been told is that as the frequencies of our human resonance the earth's vibration is going up and I just looked at the little chart in the last hour or two and I mean there are so many white lines and patches on that human resonance chart that it's like um, I'm amazed that we're still whole bands of white yeah and that energy pouring in you have to just allow yourself to be like Tanya Gabrielle speaks about 
experience it as love pouring in right in this moment and not future trip or past trip, but stay right here, right now. And I know I'm going way out there all around. What I'm saying is that the energy from the sun coming in is asking us in a sense to stay in that very now moment not to go anywhere else and to just be okay in that now moment and as we praise respect like and love the feelings that come up it might be we get our whole Akashic records flashed in front of us in the you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, and you're going, holy shit, what happened here? And it is about how we are waking up to who we are. As Cryon says, you are so magnificent to behold as you can look at yourselves. And sometimes that's hard to see when we're going through this stuff and we're kind of, filled with a little bit of fear. And remember, the earth and the sun have been around for millions of years, as have our souls. We've all been through this before. Mm -hmm. So there is nothing to fear. We wouldn't be here unless we've been through this before. That's the soul's choice. (laughs) The biggest thing I see is the scientific community has been preaching so many lies about how the universe works for so many years. They've got, they have to use the fear card. Because if they used the truth, they wouldn't know what to do. So, folks, remember, this is just let it unfold. We can't force it. The universe is going to do what it's going to do. We have to simply adapt and keep on going. Like the racehorse. You can't keep it in the barn and in the stall forever. You've got to get it out and run it once in a while. (laughs) That's what's happening right now to us. We're out of the barn. We're on for a ride. I pass a talking stick. <laughs> if I might just say to use a very old cliche from the Grateful Dead, keep on trucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not the trucking stuff. <laughs> um, well, the truckers started a whole movement around the world. They yeah. sure did. <laughs> so they had, they, they could see the future. Happy birthday, Rama. Thank you. <laughs> um, Tanya says, love is your entry point to timelessness. That's a good line. And timelessness, timelessness is only accessed as we tap into it in the present moment. It's uh, something to contemplate. Are we still having fun? I hope so. Even in the uh-huh. mm. yeah. I'd like to ask you, what was the most significant message that you received from the Factor Three White Knights or from your contacts? Would you say what was what really stuck with you as being significant? most significant message that has kind of hit me in the core 
is that that's, we're going to keep a sense of balance and order on the planet here in this seemingly 3D, 5D world that's kind of merging and blending with each other. Accountability is on the table and we have to, as a planet, deal with the issue about apartheid and racism. Mm -hmm. As we can't get past that, well, Cryon has a solution. I won't go there. <laughs> oh, you, you do listen to Cryon? Uh, no, it's, it's just that we... It will be shown to us, even as we're not willing to go there, because we are already being intervened upon where I would say that we're going to have to change our ideas about how we interact with each other. I mean, I heard this today. It's totally unrelated, but um, it was the lady, Melissa Harris-Perry, who used to be on MSNBC, and now she's on public access radio and she was interviewing oh, I remember her. Um, one of the former Black Panthers and they were talking about Nelson Mandela and how he honored the guards that you know they had a change of heart dealing with him and it's about coming to that place of balance and love, mm. even in the midst of living in Mordor every single day. And how we change this is loving each other, no matter what it's about. That's the talking stick. Thank you, Rama. And Tara, yes. uh, as Rama was sharing his experiences with you, was there anything that struck you different from what she, he just talked about that was significant? What stood out for you this week? Um, I would say that not so much what Rama's saying, but this week with what we're going through with the hearings, um, it's, it's really amazing because um, uh, Miss Cheney um, has demonstrated a demeanor of neutrality in spite of her own opinions. Mm -hmm. I mean, she has radically different opinions than the majority of the people, but she has found a way to set it aside and to remain in a neutrality position that is astounding to me. And I think that one individual has made it possible for very many diverse and even extreme differences. <laughs> it's astounding differences in uh, viewpoints to set them aside too. That's what I think 
uh, Yeshua was teaching us biblically, you know, love thy neighbor as you would love yourself. When it gets all down to it, no matter what your opinions are, nothing matters without love. Mm -hmm. And I think she's demonstrating in her role a position of love that's quite amazing. And I, that's my my experience. I I think you agree with, with me, Mama Mother. Yeah, that's, it's amazing to behold because all of us are on the line here. Mm -hmm. Thank you both for sharing that. Uh, any panel members that would like to, uh, any closing remarks or anything that stood out for you this week as significant for you personally? Pass the talking stick to the next person. Um, speaking of the House Select Committee hearings, I've been really touched by the presence of um, Representative Benny Thompson, who carried on his duties somewhat in absentia via Zoom, I guess, because he was, he has been ill uh, the past week or so. And, but he has, along with Representative Cheney, both of them showed real great aplomb uh, comported themselves with so much dignity and with their presence, I feel with their energies have transcended this insane divide line between Republican and Democrat, which is artificially produced and generated every day in this country, purely as we were saying earlier, to keep people at odds with one another, to keep us separate from one another. And they, disappeared that line they showed like tara said beautiful neutrality in the name of getting to the core of what is sick and wrong with this country and how we can mend and heal so as to create a real democracy i feel that's what they're working toward they can't actually say that because they can't talk about nasara law thankfully we can but um They've just been extraordinary and other members of that committee as well. And they have asked questions without any bitterness or density or accusation in their tone. They just want to know the truth. And I think we've all seen examples of people who were in Congress who were asking a witness questions or asking a candidate, such as a candidate for the Supreme Court questions. And they were nowhere near. They were galaxies away from neutrality and decency and politeness and good sense. And I'm very thankful for those people. I feel it's a dividing line. I really do. This is a, in other words, when I say dividing line, I feel that these, these hearings are a great step forward for us. Yeah. So very thankful for them. Thank you, Benaya. I would like to add to that, Caroline. I think it's a great example for. It's a great example of approaching all what they're doing from an objective point of view rather than a subjective. Because the subjective brings in all the emotions. The objectivity gives us a chance to hear what they have to say. And all those hearings are going to bring the best out of people or it's going to bring the worst out of people. 
Hopefully it's going to bring the best that people do what's right rather than doing the right thing. And on that note, I pass the talking stick and keep, keep on keeping. If you don't love yourself enough to be kind to somebody else, go out there and look for the kindness from somebody who does love themselves enough. Thank you, Amina. Uh, Randy, do you have any uh, closing remarks? As we Keep on keeping on. Keep the faith and spread the love. Very good. Thank you. Micah? Oh. Anything significant for you this week? While you're thinking about it, let's go to Penny. Penny? I I continue to have um, experiences out here in the country that are quite amazing. And like I've seen a baby deer for several times without its mother. Uh, I thought there was a, a deer dead in the ditch a few days ago. And I just... When I was driving past, I said, uh-oh, that's a female deer. And it turns out that the baby is here in the property. Two days ago, I looked out the window and I saw the mother deer, the doe. She suddenly appeared. She was there. I went to get the camera. And by the time I got back, she was totally gone. And I used the word totally because usually when they're in the yard, um, I can watch them. I'll see them leaving because they've got a number of exits to safety points. She was there and she was gone. And I'm convinced that I saw her etheric light body and that she was just letting us, letting us know that she was here. That I've been having different experiences of that nature over the last week or so that I find intensely amazing. So that, that's starting to happen too all the time so that's beautiful penny thank you so much yes micah you're back with us thanks yeah i got cut off there thanks vinayak i would just say to um do your best to stay in high heart and you know in compassion and love for all things and uh, blaze the violet fire and happy birthday rama i pass the talking stick Thank you, Micah. Well, on that note, uh, we're at the top of the hour, and I think we will close this show with some beautiful music uh, selected by Penny, and we'll uh, see everybody next week. I thank all my co-hosts and all the listening uh, in our cosmic audience uh, for being here. And Vinayak, it really is joyful to have you with us in a, a really forward movement to total transformation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate Happy that. Happy birthday, Rama. I thank forgot to do you. that. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Rama. Rama. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. you.
and many more. I wanted to say that there will be two songs here, and the second one is dedicated to Rama. That's all I want to say. It's my birthday present. I got a hint from his friend. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, Penny. Lovely. I appreciate it. Um, The first song is I Am Golden by Jennifer Ruth Russell. It's a song she wrote built around a channeling from the collective uh, in their book, Abundance for All. And her new EP is called I Am Golden and full of beautiful, inspiring, joyful songs. She's an amazing singer. She's been a guest on this show a number of times and we'll have to have her back. So um, it's, uh, it's an affirmation of abundance and joy. So thank you so much. And thank you to Penny for going with two songs tonight. Thank Thanks, you for Penny. the happy birthday to Rama, BBS Radio, Commander Don, and all the friends at BBS Radio. Wish you happy birthday to Rama. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you for producing Don. Happy birthday. So music, please, maestro.